What's up, everybody? It's Full Draw Friday number 45. Today I'm going to be talking about something interesting that a podcast I was listening to recently had got me thinking about. And it's something we've talked about maybe a little bit before, but I haven't really dove into it. So I'm going to get into that. But before we do, don't forget about our partner for Full Draw Friday, and that is Rodney Hawkins. If you guys have been listening to the podcast, you know that he is a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. He actually grew up in southern Illinois hunting and fishing, and that's kind of why he got started with selling those recreational properties with MFL. If you guys don't know about them, they're not your average real estate company. They sold over $85 million worth of ground in 2022. They've got agents like Rodney all over Illinois, so they're really a local company with a national reach. For more info on Midwest Farm and Land, on any properties that might be available, or getting yours listed, you can contact Rodney at 618-925-3153. He'll get you taken care of. They also do residential stuff as well, so don't forget about that if you're looking for a new place or looking to get rid of yours. And Rodney has uh, his own company called RG Outdoors as well. They currently carry products from Radix Hunting. They've got Tacticam Trail Cameras. They have Camo Dust, which is an all-natural scent elimination product, and he's adding new stuff all the time. So if you're interested in any of that stuff or keeping up with what he might have coming out new, go to their Facebook page, RG Outdoors. You can email them at rgoutdoors@yahoo.com, or again, just call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153. Our social media, if you guys want to follow us, is Ridge Hunter Outdoors. That's on Instagram and Facebook. We're really close to 1,000 on Instagram, I think, or we're right about 800, and we've been stuck there for a while. So if you got an Instagram and you're not following us, go do that. It's Ridge Hunter Outdoors. I try to post some stuff on there fairly regularly. We do have a private Facebook group as well. If you guys listen to the podcast pretty regular, make sure you join that group on Facebook. It'll give you guys a place to you know, talk with other people who listen to the podcast and just use it as another hunting group. You can have some input on the show as well if you got something you'd like us to talk about or questions, or people you want us to talk to, put it all in there, and we'll surely get to it. So our website is ridgehunteroutdoors.com. Anything you see on there, use the discount code FULLDRAW. That's all caps, no space, and you get 10% off of everything in your order. That's from our apparel to the deer scents to our food plot seed and anything else you might be able to buy on the website. We also have on the website our consulting and management services. So if you guys didn't know, we do do property consultations and management for food plots. We do some minor hinge cutting, stuff like that, mowing, all that kind of stuff for your properties. Um, if you need help with that, go to our website, send us a message. You can reach us at the phone number that's on there as well. Or just send us a message through social media. Whatever it is, we'll help you out. The consultations as well. If you guys have a property and you're just not sure how you need to set it up or you're not sure why you're not seeing the deer you think you should be, we can help you with that as well. We'll set up a plan for your property, a management plan for not only the habitat but also the wildlife. So make sure you check that out if you're in that situation. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, go ahead and follow us. Leave us a review. That really helps us out. Um, YouTube, subscribe there. Hit the uh, notification bell so you know when stuff comes out. All our podcasts are on there. And our show, Fall Pursuit, that drops on Tuesday nights, is on there as well. We have eight episodes up right now. I'm not exactly sure how long we're going to run it, but seems like we'll probably be able to do it pretty deep into uh, uh, December. So at this point, we might as well do at least 10 episodes. And then if we hit 11, we might as well do 12 or 13. So we'll just see how it goes from there. But that's on our YouTube channel. It's Return Outdoors also. So let's get into Full Draw Friday number 
All right, so before we get into the meat of this episode, it's like I said, it's going to be talking about, it's going to be talking about gun season in a certain way. But before we get into it, our, I wanted to update you guys on the Full Draw Fridays. I had started doing them a little bit differently here a few weeks ago, and I'm going to get back to that more of a segmented type show once we get out of the really busy season. It's just been tough right now to put things together like that, so I've kind of been doing them back to the old way. But the segmented way I was doing it before that type of show will be back at some point, probably, hopefully in December. Um, if not, then definitely by January uh, after the new year. So I also wanted to update you guys on the Big Buck Contest. Right now our current leader is Tommy Lewis. He's got the lead with 147 and 4 eighths inch deer that he killed back in archery season. And second place right now is Chris Herman with a 134 and 5 eighths uh, that he also killed back in archery season. So if you guys have killed a buck and you're in the contest, make sure you get a hold of me. Get me the score, get me a picture of that deer, and we'll get it posted. That's the leader right now is 147 and 4 eighths. Yeah, 147 and 4 eighths. So another update, we do have our Waterfowl Wednesday episodes going on now, and it looks like we're probably going to do that every other Wednesday unless we get through the real busy part of the deer season, and then we want to dive into that a little more. But right now it's looking like it'll probably be every other week on Waterfowl Wednesdays. If you guys enjoy that, let us know for sure. We can try to do it more often if you guys really want that too. So we'll have some guests on that show. We'll talk about everything, duck, geese, all that kind of good stuff. So on to really the topic I wanted to talk about on this episode. And I was listening to, I believe it was the Hunter podcast recently, and they were talking about this, about different things that are affecting the quality of deer in different areas. And they were specifically really talking about Ohio, but they also talked about Illinois as well uh, with the guests that they had on. Um, and I can't remember who it was or I would let you know, and I apologize for that. But it was a really good conversation about um, not only the crossbow hunting thing, uh, baiting was a big one they were talking about in Ohio, and then firearm season came up as well. Like, for example, in Illinois... Our firearm season lands right in the middle of the rut. And I'm going to talk a little bit about whether or not I think the, the gun season should be moved. And it's pretty obvious what my answer is going to be. And I'll just tell you, I think it should. So I'll give you some kind of reasons why I think that. And I know a lot of people are probably going to say, well, it's the only time I get to come up and go hunting. And it's during the rut, and that gives me a good chance to kill a buck. And I like that about it, uh, which is fine. I get that. I understand that. But now, even if you're not, even if you don't shoot a vertical bow and you just don't want to, um, for whatever reason, you still have crossbow season in Illinois. So you could take the same weekend and come up and crossbow hunt. You could still do deer camp, um, get some vertical bows out there and go hunting. It's still going to be really good hunting. You're just not going to be able to shoot them at 200 yards away. Um, and then I'm not talking about getting rid of it altogether either. I'm talking about moving it potentially. So that's going to be part of what I'm going to get into. So I don't want to jump too far ahead. Um, first season right now, like I said, is generally around November 16th, 17th, 18th, somewhere in there. It's the weekend before, the Friday before Thanksgiving is always the first weekend of gun season in Illinois. And that always falls right there where really our lockdown should be, we should be right in the middle of it or just towards the end of it. Um, because of that, there are a lot of things happening. And one of those is... 
there's, you know, more bucks being killed. And that's part of that is people are getting to the point where they just want to kill bucks, which is fine. I get that. But they're killing them, you know, two years old, three years old, four years old and up, obviously. Uh, but a lot of young bucks, we see a lot of young bucks. And this is from not only what I've seen harvest report wise or from other guys talking, talking to other people, but also what we have come in the shop here. And while we have seen an increase in mature bucks, still get a lot of two and three year olds that are shot during the gun season. Um, and that's, I think that's because people want to shoot something with antlers on its head. Uh, there's more bucks running around during that first season, obviously, than at different times of the year. So they're more visible, and it gives them more opportunity to shoot bucks, again, regardless of age class. And we all know how two- and three-year-olds run around all over the place anyway, so they're really, really visible during that time frame, and a lot of them get killed. Um, there's less does being killed as well. Just because of that, people are they're holding out for bucks, and it's that, that part of the year, so why not? They're seeing the bucks to shoot them. So they're not necessarily worried about shooting does. They don't want to waste their tag. They don't want to mess with them, whatever it is. Maybe they're just trophy hunting with their gun. So they're not shooting does. And that really, really contributes to poor buck-to-doe ratio, in my opinion. Uh, the gun season could be a time where we really see that even out. And I think it used to be. A lot of guys, I mean, we've talked about on the podcast before, the last three years have been crazy with the amount of bucks that, that we've been seeing shot during gun season um used to it was probably at least 50 50 buck to doe being killed during gun season and maybe more does i think i've done some stats on that on the podcast before i'd have to go back and look at what episode but we're definitely seeing more bucks killed versus does which is not healthy for the herd especially when it comes to buck to doe ratio um and not only on that side of it i do feel like with where it falls like I said, where it should be right down the lockdown period, right around that, the Bucks don't necessarily get to do that like they would without any interference from that huge increase in hunting pressure. And I think that contributes to a lot of later-born fawns. We do see a lot of young, really small deer, it seems like, anymore in the fall here. And I think a lot of that has to do with the Bucks aren't breeding as many does at the same time as they normally would. So they're either, they're missing them. Maybe they're missing a lot of more, they're missing more does the first time they come in and they're breeding them during that second period. Or it's taking them, you know, they're just not getting to, to lock down with that doe for a day or two days or whatever it is, depending on who you talk to, what studies you read, and breed that doe the times necessary for her to have a fawn at the normal time because they're getting run around everywhere by all this pressure. So then they have to wait till this, you know, 28 days later or whatever it is, and then breed those does. And I think that's why we see a lot of late-born fawns, and that kind of creates a cycle, because then those late-born fawns aren't mature enough to produce, or to be an estrus early in the season like a normal, <clears throat> like when they, they're not reaching the body weight like a normal doe might if they were born at the right times. So then they come in later, and that produces later-born fawns, and I'm not sure how sustainable that is where we're at. Now, obviously, in the southern part of the country where it's warm and it's not that big a deal as far as the winters go, uh, but he, that could be sustainable potentially, and you do see later ruts there. But here, if we keep getting later-born fawns, and they just keep getting smaller and smaller, and we have those little deer during the wintertime, they're not going to make it. Predation, for one thing, because... The coyotes are having their pups, and their pups are starting to get big right now. 
big enough to where they're teaching them how to hunt. So that's going to be really hard on small fawns. And then just the winter overall, they're not going to have the body fat to survive, you know, negative 10 degrees all the time during, uh, you know, a week-long, two-week-long stretch in January when there's no food around, if we get snow, and they don't have anything to eat. We're going to see a lot of winter kill as well, I think, on those fawns. So predation and winter kill are going to be really hard on the later-born fawns, and I believe that the gun season contributes to that because, like I said, it doesn't allow them to breed at the normal time. They're born later. They come in later. The next ones are born later, and it's just I don't know how sustainable that cycle could be, and that's just a theory of mine. I could be totally off on that. I have nothing really to back it up, but it's just something from observation that I think could be going on. Also, I kind of mentioned it earlier uh, with, you know, moving this gun season. Is crossbows are illegal in Illinois for anybody throughout the whole archery season. So that really allows people who maybe would only gun hunt for whatever reason, whether they're not proficient with the vertical bows or whether they just don't want to be, um, if, they, if they're not comfortable with them, for whatever reason, if they're shooting those, maybe it's the older population, the younger population, women, of course, that maybe not be able to pull back the the amount necessary to kill a deer with a vertical bow. All that stuff goes into it. But anyway, the crossbows being legal now allows those people to hunt all through archery season. So we're already seeing an uptick in harvest numbers due to that. There's a lot more deer being killed during bow season than there ever was ever since the crossbows were legalized. And that makes sense because not only are there more people hunting, but they are a more efficient weapon. And people are just killing more deer. You can reach out there more comfortably at 40, 50, 60 yards with some of them and kill deer. Uh, more people, again, like uh, if you have a female hunter or a young hunter or even an old hunter that's only pulling 40 pounds on their vertical bow, you really want to keep them 20 yards and in. Well, now they can reach out to 30 and 40 yards with a crossbow, no problem. So they're killing more deer. And even the guys who just weren't great with a vertical bow or, you know, not necessarily the best hunters in the world, they don't have to get deer as close anymore. They don't have to be uh, as skilled to kill one with a crossbow, and maybe that sounds a little harsh, but it is what it is. Um, so that does, all that stuff contributes to the the harvest numbers going up throughout the archery season, and you that's not arguable. You can argue all day on whether you think crossbows should be legal or shouldn't be, and I did a podcast on that. If you want to know where I stand, you can go back and listen to it. But basically, I don't care if someone wants to use a crossbow. That's the short story of it. But it does contribute to higher deer harvest during the, the archery season. And it does allow those people, if we move to the gun season, to still come up and hunt uh, just, you know, similar to what they would during the gun season. Obviously, they're not going to be able to shoot them at 200 yards. But if they have three, four days they want to take out and hunt in the middle of the rut, come up and do it with a crossbow. Then you can still be a little more lethal than you would be with a vertical bow. You can have your fun, do your deer camps and all that kind of stuff. So, and not only that, you know, if you're only coming up for that gun season, well, now maybe you decide to come up in the early part of November and hunt with a bow. And, you know, maybe that's when you come up and you have even better chance at seeing a big buck. Because uh, in my opinion, the most mature deer in Southern Illinois are getting killed between like the 10th and 15th of November, it seems like. Obviously, that first week's great. A little bit after that can be great. But like 10th to 15th seems to be the sweet spot for mature bucks here where we're at. So anyway, there's that as well. I think, you know, people are going to say, well, we don't want to move it because that's the time we get to hunt. We only gun hunt because of this or that. Well, with the crossbows being legal, 
it widens that opportunity for them to hunt other times as well. Now, my suggestion, because I don't like to be one to just whine about problems and not offer any kind of suggestion to them, because I think we have enough of that in today's society, I would look at moving the gun season, just one 10-day gun season, and do it from the first Friday in December through the next Sunday every year. So that would give you 10 days straight of a gun season. I believe Missouri's is similar to that, where they run 10 days straight of gun season. I'm not a fan of the rifle thing necessarily. I think shotguns are fine, and the muzzle loaders are just as much like rifles that it's fine. I'm worried that we're going to go to, once the state sees maybe how many people are going to rifle hunting, they could sell more permits, they could make more money off of rifle hunting, and then we're going to end up with being like Missouri, for example, where you can hunt with the 270, 300 wind mag, and then that's really going to be hard on the deer population. But anyway, that's a topic for a different day. However, back to what I was saying, the 1st through the 10th gives you 10 straight days to hunt, and it gives you still gives you two full weekends. So right now, it's always the weekend before Thanksgiving, and then you have Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the next weekend, which is generally like the first one in December. So basically, it would start where our second season normally does, but it would start on that Friday instead of that Thursday. So we still have 10 days like we have now. It's just moved back. So instead of... So the first season would be where their second season's at, and then it would end that following Sunday. So whatever date that that first Friday in December falls on, then you just run it through the next Sunday. Um, in my opinion, you would still have plenty of opportunity to kill deer for those who need meat. So if you're if you're just one of those people that says, man, I need the gun season where it's at so I can go kill a deer so I can put meat in the freezer. There's still plenty of deer running around in the first part of December. We do see a little bit of that second rut that I was kind of talking about earlier, those does that didn't get bred the first time. Hopefully that would change a little bit. There wouldn't be as much of it. And that's another thing where the gun season is now, you know, those does come into estrus, and then it's, if they don't get bred the first time around, they're probably coming in the second time, somewhere around the end of this second gun season potentially, or those younger fawns that are just hitting that weight to where they can come into estrus. And then we throw more guns at them during that time span too, so maybe they don't get bred at all. But anyway, that's I'm digressing here. I, there's still plenty of opportunity to kill deer, and plenty of people still do it in second season now. I mean, you just look at the second season numbers. A lot of people, I think, are not killing deer in second season now because they tagged out in the first season. So I think that would just shift to, to the first part of this new season that I would su- suggest. And there's tons of does running around this time of year as well, especially if you have food somewhere. Then... You're going to have opportunity to kill those deer for meat. Like, you don't need it to be in the middle of the rut to be able to put meat in the freezer. Now, guys who want a trophy hunt, they're still also going to have some chance of killing mature bucks. During this time frame, it's not going to be the same. That's one that's definitely not going to be the same as it would be during the middle of November. However, it can still be done, especially if you have food. And also, with the gun season running, it's still going to change their normal activity. So they're still going to be running around more looking for places, looking for cover. So if you're hunting close to cover, um, they're not going to be on their normal activity for this time of year. So that would be an instance, too, where, you know, you're still going to see some random activity and potential for killing a mature buck during this time, even though it might not be as high as the middle of November. And again, like I was talking about earlier, you can crossbow hunt now all archery season long. So if you're just into trophy hunting and you don't want to do it with a vertical bow for whatever your reason is, then you can still go crossbow hunt in November 
and up your chances that way. And then maybe just don't come back, come back and gun hunt. Or if you're not successful with the crossbow, then come back and gun hunt and see what happens. Like I said, it still gives you two full weekends. Um, so you're not losing any of that. And then it also gives you some weekdays as well. So those guys that are maybe working odd shifts or you're only working weekends, uh, you don't have to take those vacation days necessarily to get out and gun hunt. Maybe you're working like a swing shift where you're off, it rotates and you're off certain days and, and on other ones and it's not ever set. So you can hunt during the week if you need to. Like right now, you get Friday first season and Thursday, Friday second season. You would get a complete, you would get Friday the first time and then Monday through Friday the next week, the following week. So that would give a lot of opportunity for guys who might be missing out because they work on those weekends um, and maybe they don't have the vacation time or they don't want to take it for that. I do think also more does would be shot due to that less buck activity I was talking about. So guys are going to be filling tags maybe earlier on, just knowing that it's not the same as it is in mid-November. And that's really going to help the overall herd health and buck-to-doe ratio and seeing more mature bucks. And that's going to turn into better hunting in the future as well. Like the guys that are killing a lot of two-and-a-half and three-and-a-half-year-old deer, and even the guys killing four-and-a-half-year-old deer, you know, five-and-a-halves, that's great, but with everybody in the middle of November shooting just racked bucks because they have racks on their heads, that really hurts our age structure instead of maybe shooting a doe. Um, so if they're shooting more does, it's going to help our buck-to-doe ratio, and it's going to help that age structure of the bucks as well. The Even the two- and three-year-olds aren't quite as active in that December range, so they're not going to be as likely to get shot. And it's going to be better hunting in the future. So the next year, there's more mature bucks running around. And also, they're going to be better class bucks because if we have a better buck-to-doe ratio, they're not going to run themselves as hard during the rut. They're going to be healthier going into the winter. That turns into healthier going into the summer. They have to compensate less for what they lost when it comes to feeding, when spring greenup comes, and that goes into antlers, and that's a good cycle to be on. That's going to improve the overall class of our deer, uh, not just age-wise, obviously, but with their antlers I'm talking there. So, um. I do think it would also help balance out the effect that the crossbow hunting is having on our population right now, and especially the buck population, because there's a lot more bucks being killed throughout the archery season, just like there's more deer being killed in general, and there's more bucks being killed. That in combination with the gun season in the middle of November is, again, one of those things that I'm not sure how sustainable it's going to be if we want to have if we want to be one of those big buck states that draws people in to come hunt from out of state. Right now, and this is something the state should look at because we all know they're all about making money off of it, and that's what it comes down to for them. It's bottom line. It's about all about the almighty dollar. So they need to look at what brings those people in from out of state. And yes, it's the, the ease of obtaining a tag. All you have to do is have about 500 bucks and a way to get up here, or a way to get over here, a way to get down here, and you can buy a permit and you can hunt. But they're not going to spend $500 on a permit to kill a 125-inch 3-year-old that they could kill at home. So if we let this stuff keep going, our bucks are not going to reach the age class, they're not going to reach maturity as often, and we're, sure, we're definitely not going to have the same antler size bucks that we have now and that we've had in the past because of all those things I was talking about. So guys aren't going to spend that kind of money and vacation days to come up here and hunt. They're either going to put in for a draw and 
Iowa and Kansas and just go once every other year. They're going to go somewhere else, maybe Kentucky, and see if they can find one there. And they're not going to come here to hunt 125-inch deer. They're just not. Like, the reason they come here is not only because it's easy to do, but it's also because we have really big deer. And if we keep killing all of them during the archery season with the crossbows and then right in the middle of the rut with the guns, I I could see that being an issue. So that's something I think this, this state maybe would think about a little bit harder when you're just talking about getting into their pockets a little bit on that. Um, Iowa, we always come back to them, is a really good example of a state that does things the right way. And, you know, the guy, I wish I could remember who it was, the guy that they were talking to on that podcast was comparing Illinois to Iowa, and he said, you know, 15, 20 years ago, Illinois blew Iowa away for deer. <clears throat> maybe a little bit longer than that, you know. 90s for sure. For deer, I mean, age structure for trophy class deer, Illinois was the place to be. Like, it was the mecca. It was what Iowa is now. And then things started changing. Iowa for the better, Illinois for the worse. And now everybody knows that Iowa is the place to be if you want to kill trophy class whitetail deer. You could still do it in other states, including Illinois, Missouri, of course, Kentucky, Ohio, in places. But it's not, none, none of those are what Iowa is. And that's because that partly, largely in part because their DNR does a really good job with their deer herd and management. And they're, they're a state that has an early muzzleloader season in October. So I think it's like a three or four day season where you can hunt with a muzzleloader in October, which is interesting. Like that's maybe another possibility where we could do, we could still have two seasons, but do one of them in like mid-October during that lull. And then, you know, another one in maybe early December. Uh, but they do that. They do an early muzzleloader in October, and then they don't have a gun season until, like, the first weekend in December, like what I'm talking about, uh, potentially for ours. So they're, they see a lot of success with that model as far as higher age structure of deer, better trophy class deer, uh, less of them being killed, less younger bucks being killed with firearms because there's just not as many running around during the times that they have their firearm seasons. Um, I think that's something that obviously they've proved that it's it's a good model and it can be done, and Illinois would still be getting more revenue than them because we're still not a draw state. Anybody could still come up and hunt, and anybody would still come up and hunt. If the gun season was moved to December, they might complain about it, but they're still going to come and hunt the gun season in December. Because December in Illinois is still better than November or, you know, December, obviously, in almost any other state. Especially once you get south of Kentucky. It's still going to be better in December here than it is even at the best time of year in those places. Because there's places you're just not going to have the opportunity to kill a Boone and Crockett buck. And even in December, you know the next twig that breaks and you turn around could be 170-inch deer in Illinois. Now, all that said, that's kind of where I'm going to put a bow on it. Um, I do think the gun season should be moved for all those reasons. I think it would be a huge benefit to our deer population, to the herd numbers overall, to the age structure. Um, and then obviously that transfers into benefiting the hunter and a better experience for the guys that are hunting, the better a better experience for the out-of-state guys, a better experience for the gun hunters even, in my opinion, and it's usually, you know, like if people are talking about, well, it's at least it's decent weather in November still. Sometimes it's not. It's freaking cold in the middle of November. But 
really it doesn't get brutally cold here most times until the end of December anyway, even into January. So you're still not, I mean, you're still going to have plenty of chance to get out there and not be comfortable. Like you, you don't have to be uncomfortable out there hunting in December. Like right now, today it's 56 degrees. So, I mean, to me, that's not a real valid argument. But anyway, I, I believe it would, all this would lead to a better overall experience for anybody hunting, bow hunters especially, uh, crossbow hunters, the firearm hunters themselves, out-of-state guys, residents, all that kind of stuff. I believe this would be a huge benefit to them. However, I'm not optimistic that we'll ever see it happen, and I don't know that there's even being a push for it. I think there should be. Uh, maybe we should try to get that started. Um, maybe that's something I'll look into. I think there should be a big push towards towards moving this, and I don't see Illinois losing any revenue from it either. I think they might actually gain some revenue in different ways from this. Um, but I think it would make, you know, just a, an overall positive impact if we move the gun season to December instead of throwing it right in the middle of the rut. So let me know what you guys think in the comments. Send us a message, whatever. Um, if you think I'm an idiot, if you think I'm wrong, that's fine. Let us know. I love to, I'd love to hear it um, if you do agree or if you have some other ideas for something that might have a positive impact. And I think this is a good compromise even for the guys who hate to crossbow hunting. Like, if you're one of those guys that thinks just absolutely no on crossbows, they shouldn't be legal for archery season, um, I think that's a good compromise. Moving that gun season would help balance that, like I said, balance the effect that crossbows are having out. And I got news for you. Uh, Illinois is not going to retract a law that they've put in place already and are making money off of. So the crossbows are here to stay, I think, for the foreseeable future. The gun season moving it would not be a retraction. They're not going to lose any money, in my opinion. It would just be a change to the law, an amendment, I guess. So let me know what you think. Hopefully I didn't uh, take any of you guys off too bad, and hopefully you'll keep listening. But that's kind of what I had on my mind. That podcast made me think of it. I wish I could remember who was on that episode, but it was the Hunter podcast. They got a really good show, so if you guys are looking for a new show as well, go check them out. But thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And I will catch you again on Monday. I'm not sure what we're going to do for Monday's episode yet, but after this one, we'll start having guests on again for sure. So stay tuned for that, and then Fall Pursuit on Tuesday. Until then, good luck. Hope you guys shoot straight, wear your harnesses, wear your orange if you're out gun hunting, and we'll see you later.